Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. So we mix it up, mix it up. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. This is the time where we rise up out of our own whatever burdens us and look outside and stand erect and see what in the world we're called for. The reason I think I have a sense of excitement is that there's a sense that we are born for this. We're called to this generation and to this time. We are born, each one of us is handpicked for this time and this place because people are gonna need us in what is going on. There's been so many dreams and visions, and, but the reality is right there in the news. However you measure this, we're called for this time. There's a reason we're alive right at this moment. God has a special plan just for you, and it's the reason you live here and now. In today's message, Elizabeth and Pastor Robert encourage us to take hold of God's plan for our lives and embrace what we're designed to do to help the people around us right now. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part three of their message, Before the Storm. His ways, they're higher than our ways. Things that look like, oh, this is a catastrophe. I can't do it. Oh, Jesus, I can't take this. And then five years later, you realize, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. And I think it helps to know, too, that none of it is random. It feels random when you look at what's, just look at the headlines, pick any. It looks random. It feels random, but it isn't. And that's what is so, to me, there's almost a sense of, a sense of thrill of, God, what are you going to do? Because there is perspective to this. It is part of a greater plan. And to me, and the plan has nothing to do whether or not this building stands or falls. It is a far greater plan than that because the same God who breathed this earth into being is going to fold it up and be done with it soon. And so he talks about many times in the Bible that he compares that process when the earth begins its last dance with death, he compares it to birth pains instead of death pains. And many, many times it's compared to that. And those of us who have gone through labor, who have witnessed labor, know that there is a pattern to it. No matter each, though each individual labor is unique, there's also a pattern that follows every labor. And that is that in the beginning, the pains are far apart and they're so subtle, you're not sure if they're real. Like with Serenity, I was in labor for two weeks before she was born and I kept thinking, This is it. I kept going to the hospital. They kept sending me home. I kept running stairs to get it to work, to get speed. And it didn't, nothing did it. But then when it was real, it was really real. And from I felt it in the morning till she was born, you know, a few hours later, it was hard and it was frequent. And that is typical of labor. And if you look at the earth circumstances, it matches that of the slow, far apart pains. And then up here, the up climb began in the 60s. You can see so many graphs of 
financial debt, natural disasters, diseases you can't cure. Every time you find a cure, there's seven more diseases you can't cure. Like, no matter what you look at that is predicted, it began, moral immorality, the whole thing began in the 60s. And lately, though, it has intensified again. That's the sense that I have. Because all of a sudden, when it begins to reach peak, it's almost unbearable. And so I just want to give you some of those scriptures about the birth pain so you can see that it's not just grasping for some meaning in the middle of pain, but it is, it, all of this makes sense inside the word of God. It's part of his plan for us. So in Romans 8, 22 and 23, it says, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. Isn't that true though? How much of the time we're groaning within ourselves? Like how long? Waiting for the adoption, for the redemption of our body. And so some of the birth pains that is just at the top of my lips right now, I don't know what this is. Obviously, the looming, not one, but two hurricanes out there in the Atlantic. We've seen that before. But then the thing in Texas that they say is the worst in history. Then the wildfires in California that are the worst in history. Then there's the whole thing with this crazy man in North Korea. Then there's the famine in Africa. I mean, we can keep going. But people could say, well, there have been seasons like that before. But Israel is turning 70 next year. This is not random. This is not just everything is as it's always been. You will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. And we're getting used to seeing that this is the worst in history. We're getting used to seeing this. Like with Houston, they were saying it's the worst. They couldn't decide if it was 500 or 1,000 years because you can't measure it. But that's how it is with those last birth pains. And then we just had that eclipse, and a couple of years ago, we had the blood moons. Exactly. Luke 21, verses 25 and 26. There will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them from fear, an expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the power of the heavens will be shaken. So all of this, what we're experiencing, it is predicted, it's unavoidable, and it's also under grace. It's under grace. We had, when was it? We had Sven Bentley here, I think it was last, whenever it was, he was like, this is the worst he has ever seen in his ministry in Africa, in terms of people killing people and the creative ways with which they're doing it. He had already, whenever he was here, lost so many, burned alive, all kinds of just creative ways we kill each other. And I don't need to mention what ISIS is doing and how this is global and how the world is blind. I mean, the whole refugee crisis, it, it seems so far away to us, but it is still going on in Europe. There is nothing that is stable on a world basis, on a world level. And so into that comes this hurricane that for us, it's a disaster. We're taking it seriously. For the Caribbean, it's tonight. And in the middle of this, Rosie sent me something, our Rosie who's at Youth with a Mission. I just want to read her poetry. She's just growing so much in the Lord, and she said this. She read this. She's not afraid of the winter because his house is a warm place where her bones can find rest. His heart is a fire that keeps the cold from coming in through the broken cracks. 
His laugh breaks through the war inside her head. As the earth trembles, stillness covers her. As the wave comes closer to her, she's ready to rise up higher than ever before. The crash of the overwhelming waves will only take her higher while drowning out her fears and pride. She is ready. I believe that this is the body of Christ rising up. I believe this is prophetic. I believe that's exactly what needs to happen. And so we don't know how this building will look on Tuesday, let alone Sunday. There's some of the plans we don't yet know what to do about. We take it very seriously. We urge you to take it seriously. But I ask you to remember that we're under grace. And so my last sort of portion, because I, I really do feel like this is significant, that we are born for such a time as this, that this is the time where we rise up out of our own whatever burdens us and look outside and stand erect and see what in the world we're called for. The reason I think I have a sense of excitement is that there's a sense that we are born for this. We are called to this generation and to this time. We are born, each one of us is handpicked for this time and this place because people are going to need us in what is going on. There's been so many dreams and visions, and, but the reality is right there in the news. However you measure this, we're called for this time. And so the thing that I think we're called to do through this is not so much to look at the waves, and the, but the first martyr, the first who was murdered for Jesus on the side of the cross, Stephen, when he was being stoned, and I just saw a thing lately about just what it feels like to be stoned. It is a horrible, excruciating death as it was happening. This is how he reacted, Acts 7, 55 through 60. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, look, I see heaven opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So they, his murderers, cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen, for he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep, meaning he died. As he was being killed, as he was praying for his persecutors, they laid down the murderers, paid tribute to one man named Saul, who became Paul of the New Testament. As we are going to suffer through this, and we are, I mean, we are called to suffer as Jesus suffered. There's nothing surprising in this. There's no point in raising our fist. We're called to this, and we have grace for this, just like Stephen did. His love is the main thing. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front. 
as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. But today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.